Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now on with the show. So we are so happy to welcome Atlanta-based designer Hope Austin to the show today. Hope's passion for her craft started while working in design showrooms like Brunswick and & Fee and Schumacher and with various design firms. With those experience under her belt, Hope created her own brand, Hope Austin Interiors. Keeping function top of mind, Hope works closely with her clients to create homes that are beautiful, comfortable, and durable. Most of all, Hope helps families understand that style doesn't have to be sacrificed for function. Hope, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to to meet you guys and talk about design. Yeah. So we do have a little bit of a theme today. The theme is just what makes upholstery last. Upholstery is probably the largest line item in most of, you know, in everybody's house, really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the most important, too. It's what you sit on, you lounge on, you sleep on. So it's got to be comfortable, but it's got to stand up to wear and tear as well. Let's just kick it off. What just initial thoughts? What's going to make our upholstery items last? <laughs> Don't well, sit on them. Yeah. <laughs> Cover them in okay. plastic. That's what I, I have to tell my clients. I'm like, you're spending the money on the sofa. You can't have it covered all the time, right? So a big thing, I have a lot of young families. I also have young kids of my own and animals. And I'm also just kind of a disaster when it comes to just, you know, spills <laughs> or whatever it might be. I can't, I can't put all the blame on my kids and my dog. So the, the big thing for me is I start with, well, obviously a quality frame that will last. And then fabric is important. And there's a ton of new options out there now with Krypton or inside out or or just outdoor fabrics that you can, you know, use and they're much softer now and it's less like contracty hospitality. When I first started it was weird graphic designs and just you felt like a, a mm-hmm. hospital. But now you can get you can get velvets that are I mean, I, I have a velvet on our ottoman that, you know, I can just rinse off with a with a soap and water and it's done. So so I like to definitely aim for a high performance. I learned a lesson right when I first started my client, she was like, no, no, I want, I want white sofas. I want white sofas. And I'm like, okay, well, we can do it. And I, we got the white sofas. And then one week later we picked up the white sofas and put a performance fabric on it. So that was kind of, I have people that one want white. Week. One week. One week. I was like, okay. Her dogs had destroyed it. One week. Oh, no. So, what was the fat? Was it a, perf- a white performance? It was not a performance. This is really before I would say there was a big selection of performance. So then mm-hmm. we, I did find a good one, just like a linen performance, and it's washable. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing for, again, kids. And I mean, it, and you don't even have to have kids. I mean, people have accidents. And yeah. <laughs> I was talking to somebody last night and she was like, yeah, we got a new sofa, like pre-COVID, but we've got these dogs and, you know, it stays covered all the time. And I was like, you know what, you're making an investment. Things, you know, you invest in pieces that'll last and it's going to happen. Like spills are going to happen. So, you know, just mm-hmm. whatever we can do to on the front end, 
with fabric choices, you know, that's that that makes sense. So, but okay, yes, performance fabrics exist and they're a big help. But I mean, you still would have to clean them if depending oh, sure. on the colors or whatnot you got. And I mean, maybe I'm just more messy than other people, but like I don't want to have to wipe them. Like I don't want to have to clean it every night. Right. So, are there things that you can do in terms of? In addition to just a perform, I mean, because there's going to be a difference between like a white performance fabric sure. versus a patterned, colorful performance fabric. So what? Absolutely. What choices can you make, even if you're doing performance, to to really help? A plain fabric is going to show everything. So having something with a little bit of texture, it could be a tiny check, it could be a chevron, mm-hmm. a herringbone, just something that has like a, a bit of texture. You know, now there's a lot of fabrics that have some highs and lows. It could be a linen color, but with like a little brown running through it. But just kind of getting out of that like solid white or solid gray to have something that, you know, is more of a texture is mm-hmm. always a good thing. Do you think that people go with the just the plain, like almost like a like a broadcloth or something because it seems simple and like lasting or? Yeah, I just, I think they yeah, have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I yeah, mean, I, I mean, think, I think so. Yeah, I couldn't decide. We we ordered sofas so long ago for our new house, but I did not design the room first. And I literally was like, "Just I need I need a solid. I know I'm going to regret this in five years, but I just need a solid. I need new sofas. I know it's going to take a year, and it did. And mm-hmm. so I can't wait in like three years to tell my husband it's time again. He's going to love it to recover." <laughs> But to your, it was more of that, like, I just couldn't decide and I already have regret. The end. Well, that's kind of where... They haven't even arrived and you have regret. Oh, no, they did arrive. There's just peanut butter splattered on the side and it's pulled and it is umbrella. Like I can scrub it off. But to Caroline's point, it's now part of my routine because the dog got peanut butter on the sofa. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Where if had it been a big pattern, I probably wouldn't see the peanut butter, which I don't know if that's better. Better. Uh-huh. Or you could like, you know, or you could scrub it, but like not have to be so, you could kind of like wipe it off, but not have to like sit there with it. Oh, fair. Too I fresh should... in your style. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's Hope you talk because we keep interrupting you. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to mention, I have an old sofa that was my in-laws when they first got married and they're almost married 50 years now. Original fabric on it. It's a orange cut velvet and it is still... Like, it's still fine. It's gone through multiple dog lives. It's in my son's room right now. It's just, it's a, it's good quality, made in North Carolina. What is the pattern on it that has lived and now it's just like cut? It's like a cut velvet. This was before performance was even available. So it's, and it's like a pattern. It's just like a little diamond cut velvet. And I mean, I've had animals use the bathroom you know like it's 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 gone <laughs> i didn't through. know where you were going <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> so it's it's crazy how like good quality does stand the test of time it's worn but it's still it's still comfortable it's still pretty so it's mm-hmm. worn in a loved way in versus, a loved way yeah. yeah and then to your point of like people just throwing in the towel and like just doing a solid that's kind of where I would come in as an interior designer and say, hey, you know what? Let's think out of the box. Let's see what you've got. Like, let's look at your art. Let's see what else is going on in these other spaces and try to like push you out of just settling 
and just getting mm-hmm. something that you really, really love. Okay. I want to know what color orange this is. Like, is it a burnt orange? Is it a bright it is. orange? Is it a it's muted a burnt, orange? Like invested. what kind of orange is lasting the test of time too? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll have to go get it. Um, it's just a burnt orange. And now like orange is coming back. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought yeah. about recovering it. And my husband was like, absolutely not. Not happening. He <laughs> says that when you recover furniture, it feels, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is true. It is. It is true. He's still mad at me about recovering a chair. <laughs> oh, oh. It gives it a different personality. Yes. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he said something about, you know, it just feels different. The cushion's different. <laughs> well, that makes sense. I mean, I think like something like when a fabric is worn like 50 years in, like it has more give to it, mm-hmm. you know, it probably holds, I would imagine that it would like hold like the feathers and the foam differently than like a brand new. Yeah. It's so old. Yeah. It's a good one. So anyway, mm-hmm. but, and then also it can, furniture can be an investment. So wanting the client to understand that it, it, you're, you're buying this piece and it's going to last, but it is, it is going to be worn. And it, you like the goal when you buy a piece of furniture is to use it and not be scared mm-hmm. to sit on it. Or, I mean, I have a dog that she's on my furniture all the time. And me personally, I have a, a slip cover and I just take it off and soak it in the tub and let it air dry. Mm-hmm. That's a so, really good call too. Yeah. But it's, I mean, but even the actual act of re recovering and reupholstering, you know, is such a great opportunity for anyone oh, too. Yeah. You yeah. already know the shape it's going to be. You're not questioning if it works with your interiors. It's just maybe it's, you know, just a new, it's a new wardrobe for the room. Mm-hmm. When you re reupholster, you know, there's a lot of details just in upholstery in general. Do you f- ever change any of them? Like, tufting or the way the arm rolls or do you add a welt are those all possibilities when you're reupholstering yeah it depends on your frame but if you want to have if you have like a very traditional frame with a kick pleat skirt i I sometimes want to update for my client and just so they feel like they're getting something slightly different Uh, so i'll change it to a waterfall skirt or i'll take the skirt off if the legs are pretty or i have added tufting and i mean yeah it's easy or you know even doing if you've got an armchair, like a wooden armchair that has fabric on the sides and fabric in the back, I might just take those cushions and do like a little fun contrast fabric. That's a really easy way to change things, you know, just changing out the cushions. Okay. So you mentioned your client who wanted the white, the mm-hmm. white sofas. And I imagine a lot of our listeners also love that look. It's just that clean white either white or an off-white or neutral or something. So, okay, if that's the look that you want to go for, but we all know that it's not necessarily sustainable for Mm -hmm. the lives that we have, even if it is a performance fabric, what do you suggest? Should you get like more of a sand color or should you get like a heathered, like, can you give us some, some tricks that will give you sort of the overall look of a white Mm -hmm. sofa? And I'm using white sort of in quotations because it doesn't have to be actually white but that are going to get you something that's more hard wearing. So some people just want white and I have to give them white, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. I I can talk them out of it and I can say, Hey, you know, and some people are like, I just don't care. I want white. So when that happens, obviously I aim for something performance, easy to wash. But again, going back to 
more of like a high than like a high low texture versus just like mm-hmm. a white linen. Okay. And then now it's kind of what I'm seeing coming around where people are going less like white to gray. They are getting in that like more creamy, taupey versus solid gray or solid white. I think people mm-hmm. are definitely branching out and getting a, a, away from gray, which I'm thrilled about. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I like gray, I, but it is nice to move into a different you know direction and having uh, creams and like saffrons and greens and that all is cream is great with everything, but it's a nice way to kind of, if you want a base piece that's white, then let's try to like add some other color, you know, maybe your pillows or something different. But mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes like people just want white. So you just have to do some mm-hmm. tests. I'll go get a bunch of different samples and I'll sit in my kitchen and video myself spilling wine or soy sauce or just whatever that I, you know, I make a mess with. And I saw actually I was in Ballard the other day and I saw that you guys have a little setup with the little inside out fabric and you've got mm-hmm. like a little spray thing and just to, to test it out. So, and this is a good one too. This is like, this is where I would go for a white, just really yeah, yeah. kind of creamy texture. She's holding up a same or swatch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An inside out swatch. I will go and do test and send it my client and not all of not all the performance works like they said it should. So then we'll kind mm-hmm. of narrow down those choices to see which one. Again, if it's like an older retired couple and it's in their formal living room and they're going to sit on it once or twice a year, I'm not really concerned with it. But that's mm-hmm. kind of rare. Yeah. And maybe just if you get those white couches, have like Stanley Steamer on mm-hmm. speed dial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just know that he's going to be coming by like twice yeah. a year. For sure. And even, like I said, I have a slipcover. When I bought my sofa, I bought an extra slipcover. That's smart. Mm. And I changed it out yesterday. And I've had this sofa since 2019. So I just put the new slipcover on. So it's kind of like I have a brand new sofa. Yeah. And then I'll send the other to dry cleaning. And and then when when I destroy this one, I'll put the uh, the old one back on. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's smart. It's almost like changing your sheets. You know, yeah, like you exactly. got your backup shots. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, that's a really smart way to do it. Did you get your slip covers in the same color? Mm-hmm. Nice. So that was you, Were you hoping yeah. she was going to be like, no, it's like no. a wild different Well, <laughs> I mean, if you're getting slip covers, you could essentially get two different yeah. colors if yeah. you wanted to and just kind of, then you have a Change whole new room. I know. Mm-hmm. And after I destroy this one, I'll probably maybe do something different. Because <laughs> we're constantly in my house is constant, forever changing. My husband's like, "Oh, so you change the rug, mm, pillows?" <laughs> That's <laughs> so I- nice that he notices. We usually we make a game of it. To I make changes, and then my kid and I wait and see how long it takes for my husband yeah. to recognize yeah. that something moved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes if you have, you know, if you you're getting a fabric that that's an upholstered piece and you love it. I mean, it doesn't hurt to get extra just because there are there are times that you might ruin a cushion and you go back to get that fabric to recover and it's no longer in existence. Mm-hmm. Dialots change, things get discontinued. It's kind of like wallpaper. I always tell my clients to get a couple extra rolls of wallpaper because they could it still be available, but three years down the road could be completely different dialot and mm-hmm. hard to, to match. Yeah, that's smart. 
what do you because i'm going through your portfolio you do do a lot of neutral sofas but mm-hmm. do you do you like a do you like a color do you like a pattern i do you know it's like for me i have to design for my client but mm-hmm. i also like being able to say hey here's your whole house concept if mm-hmm. you moved i want you to be able to use this in a new house or if you move your you know furniture that's upstairs down to the basement like it all still needs to be cohesive and just kind of run together. So I do a lot of neutral bases and then I try to add some print or color in with pillows just mm-hmm. because I think that that there's like a level of comfort zone there, you, you know, mm-hmm. even bedding. Like I, I like a white bedding and then pops color pillows or, or like a trim, a pretty trim detail on the duvet or something with a little bit of color, but just keeping that base again, because it's going to be the most expensive part of whatever room, you know, a sofa or sectional or chairs. That's, that's your big, big thing. And I have done like bright blue sofas or, but again, it just really depends on the client and like their comfort level. I have some people just let me run with it, but I always say there's, when I'm showing, when I have an appointment, I always like to pull out I'll put like a wild, I call it the wild card. And, and it's like, usually just, just what I love. Just if, if I, if I were doing this space, I would love to see this in the space. And I would say probably nine times out of 10 people pick the wild card because they don't know that they want it until they see it. So. I love that. Now, will you treat, I know we've talked about just sofas in general, but obviously so many things are upholstered um, for like children's bedrooms. What will you do for a chair in there per se? Oh yeah, definitely performance or indoor, outdoor, or, you know, we can always, when you're ordering fabric, if it's a printed fabric, that's not a indoor, outdoor, you can have it treated, you know, before it's upholstered, which is, which is a great way to go. You know, for a kid's room, you do want to have some color in it. You do want it to be fun and, but it does still need to be durable. I've seen a lot of (laughs) destruction in kids' rooms. (laughs) Another one I was wondering, what do you do about a upholstered bed or like a headboard? Because again, Mm -hmm. that's something that's being either a head now again. I don't know. I'm just going to say kids might have a (laughs) dirtier head. I don't know. (laughs) What do you do for that kind of um, upholstery? I love a print for a headboard because it hides everything. I mean, and it does. I mean, I have a, I have a red dragon headboard (laughs) myself and I've had it for since I started, when I started working at Schumacher, I was like, Oh, I have to have this fabric. I need to put it on a headboard. And so that that's been since I mean, I've had it for like 13 years and I still love it. And it, I mean, it's got some dust on it and the nail heads, you know, there's little, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, I've spilled coffee on it. We, you know, it's, it is, if you went and saw it, you would think that it was like brand new. And it, I mean, it's a dark fabric. It's got lots of print. It's got lots of color. And again, that not everybody would, would go that route, but yeah. I mean, and I do, sometimes I'll do like a velvet headboard and it does, you know, it does have little creases and stuff in it, but you can usually brush those out. But I don't, again, again, trying to stay away from lighter solid colors, but some people want that white headboard. Are there any fabrics that you absolutely tell people to stay away from? Silk, for sure. There's, you know, if you have a dog, I'm I'm watching my dog spin circles on the sofa currently. Um, If you have a dog or a cat with 
nails and they're, you know, they want to dig, you know, just trying to find something with, that's tight and not like a loose, you know, that you're going to have to, that's going to pull or you're going to chase it around on your cushion. So just try to like be mindful of that. I mean, embroideries, embroideries are kind of the same way. I wouldn't put an embroidered sofa, but I would throw some pillows on the sofa and embroidery and maybe just do like a solid on the back just so there's less, less surface area to get messed up. Um, because also even like a buckle or like a button on your jeans can get hung up in something. So I do try to stay away from that. And I think, I mean, as far as silk goes, it's beautiful and you can use it in small quantities, but it's just for me, it's, and the, in my clients, it's just not practical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I've gotten all my fabric questions. Okay. <laughs> well, I wanted to go to trim details just to talk mm-hmm. through those because I think, again, uh, durability. I say that from a friend who had this big bullion fringe on the bottom of some little ottomans that was fully ripped off by her dog, like, mm-hmm. immediately. Yep. So... Um, but there's such the embellishment that makes a piece sometimes, like you've talked about, the contrasting weld. Or So if you talk us through like some of the kind of details you'll add just to kind of add a punch to an upholstery piece that are just good for reckless folk. Right. I, I always try to push that little bit of detail because it does create more of a custom piece. You know, I mean, again, if you're going to spend the money, like let's have the detail and make it look like you spent the money, you know, like every single little detail counts for, I, I do a lot of like solid fabric contrast. Maybe it's just around the bottom of the skirt uh, of the sofa skirt or, or like a little flange on a pillow, or it's a good way to add like a little extra detail to a drapery or an upholstery piece. If you are, again, sometimes I'll do like a more formal space and I will do a beautiful trim on the sofa or that's a gamble depending on your lifestyle. But sometimes you just need that little bit of extra detail. And then sometimes even like a dining chair, I might have an upholstered back. So put a little detail on the back that is really not going to get a lot of play. You know, you're going to pull your chair in and out, but you're not sitting on your back. You're not worried about, you're not on the back of the piece. You know, you're not worried about it getting hung or any sort of issues arising. And I like to do small details on pillows if it's like two two tape trims going down the middle or but I like the idea of doing stuff kind of I love having a dining chair that's in the solid fabric and then putting a print on the back with a beautiful tape trim and it's a good it's an inexpensive way to like get that print in the space but still be practical. Yeah, cuz you could have performance on the seat and on the mm-hmm. back seat back but on the outback you could have something really impractical and fun and wow what a punch of of personality caroline actually is that at her house where she has a fun pattern on the back um, that you see of the upholstery chair mm-hmm. i do and it's it's held up so far i think there was like one time where we got some crayon on it and i just used a little toothbrush and some dawn soap and it came out yeah. but but because you know, to your point because it has lots of color and it has a pattern to it i mean you would never see. And like, I think one thing that I found, um, especially with like solid, you know, light colors, like you were saying is even if you do get out your, your little toothbrush or your stain treatment or whatever, it can leave like that sort of watermark on the seat fabric or, you know, the fabric. And that's something that makes the pattern 
so worth it because right. that camouflage is that watermark to where you would never see it. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think because, you know, if, it, if the pattern on the outback of my dining chair had been solid, you probably would be able to tell that I put some water on it. But because, um, because it was a kind of busy print, it, um, yeah. it looks great. So and it came right out. I think as a homeowner, as buying these pieces, I think we notice every single little flaw because we know when it happened and what happened. But I think if somebody were to come into your house and there's like coffee stain on your sofa, that they're not actually, they're they're not not going to recognize it. And yeah, unless somebody points it out. So, and also Dawn, a little Dawn and water go a long way. It's funny because our, like if you look at Sombrella's care instructions, that's pretty much like their treatment for almost everything. Mm -hmm. There are a few things that are that are not on the Dawn and water list, but Dawn yeah. and water and a toothbrush, that to me is, it gets out like almost everything on rugs, yeah. on upholstery. Oh, yeah. It's my go-to. Wool rugs, I mean, Dawn, or even like baby soap, Johnson & Johnson baby soap works. Mm. I was going to mention, and I didn't mention it before, but now I've been using a lot of vinyl and leather as well. So vinyl on bar yes. stools. There's, I mean, even now there's performance vinyl that you can get Sharpie marker out of and fingernail polish and yeah, it's wild. It's come a long way, but, and then the leather obviously is beautiful and like it can, there, it can have issues, but that's kind of just adds character with the the leather over time. So, yeah, I have vinyl in my dining chairs on the front of the Mm -hmm. chair that has the pattern on the back and I just... I spray it with some, you know, a regular all-purpose cleaner after mm-hmm. dinner every night. And has it lasted really well, Caroline? The vinyl, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's lasted. Awesome. I mean, honestly, the only thing that I would do differently with those chairs is I had like a self welt. I would have done nail heads because there are places where my child has sort of pulled the the welt away from the the chair. I mean, I can just go back in and like super glue it back on with some hot glue, but but nail heads would have been a smarter choice. So that's the only thing I would do differently. I think that's worth noting. Yeah, like noting. I think you've said it before, but I think it is a good Mm -hmm. point because again, Mm -hmm. them rascals. Because you don't realize that is the way that you upholster even with like you use super glue. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what they use. That hot glue, like it comes right off. So the weld is kind of like, especially when it's right near your hands. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. just, it's so easy for little fingers to just grab right onto. Yeah, they, kids are, they're a mess. I've I've been telling you all this stuff is like, this is what I would sell to my client. But for me, I just, I have just a regular old linen fabric on our dining chairs. And I mean, they're destroyed. But I will tell you, I have a guy that works for me. Sometimes he's worked for furniture companies in Atlanta, but he'll like move stuff, he'll move furniture for me. And he was like, did you know that you can use a Mr. Clean eraser on fabric and so like every once in a while, I'll just go over my chair and I mean, it doesn't get everything off, but like a quick little fix, you know. What? Yeah. 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 Like those those, those magic fabric. erasers. I mean, yeah. they're the best. Aren't what? They? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Every once in a while. But then I'm like, you know what? It's going to get destroyed. We'll, we'll change the fabric when, when my kids aren't, you know, using the cushion as a napkin. <laughs> oh, that's not what yep. it's for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, I did want to go through kind of our our normal, like what you would get in upholstery, and just talk about what people's expectations should be for the lifespan of these big items. 
Like, just so you go into your shopping experience knowing, okay, I should expect X amount of years out of a new sofa. So I'm just going to, I'm going to name some items and you tell okay. me what you, how long people should expect to, to use these. I am, you know, again, it depends on the quality. It depends on how the soap is made. You know, if it is like an eight way hand tied knotted sofa, I mean, you're probably going to get sick of it before it wears down. Sometimes you'll need to replace cushions before you have to replace the frame. But I'm looking at furniture that I've had for 15 years that's uh, made well and uh, it's still in perfectly fine shape. So I okay. like to me, to me, it kind of out like I, I would rather get something new, but, but it's still it's still fine. You know, I, I, I did buy new stuff and moved it all to the basement and it's still fine and it gets mm-hmm. used every day. So. I mean, I would, so I would say like 10 or 15 years. Okay. Buying, and that's if you've picked a good fabric that's going to wear right. well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause I feel you like might we almost change... need to talk aesthetics versus construction too. Yeah, like... yeah. 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 So as long as, yeah, if you get a durable fabric, you're probably going to have to recover it before mm-hmm. the fabric's not going to last 15 years. Essentially, you'll probably have to right, recover right, right. the, before the frame goes out. That yeah. Is... And I'm not talking about recovering. So just okay. like. You, yeah, you get your you get their sure thing before you either have to buy new or recover it like 10, 10 years. I would say 10, saying. 12 years. Yeah. OK. All right. What about a dining chair? I mean, dining chairs can last forever. I mean, <laughs> but again, you know? like with your one use of, yeah. a, of fabric, I guess it will depend on if you have kids or not. But I mean, I would say probably six to eight years. And if it's a breakfast chair that you're in mm-hmm. every day. I would say less time, but if it's a, a, like a formal dining room, I mean, that barely ever gets sit on that, you know, that can last forever. Um, but okay. I would say, you know, again, uh, something you're sitting in every day, maybe like six, seven years. Okay, cool. Um, what about an occasional chair or like, you know, like your, well, okay. How about this? How about your like club chair? Club chair. I would say again, like that 12 to 15 years, like a sofa. Okay. Okay, an occasional chair, something that's like, you know, kind of just that one in the corner of your room and like a fun print. Um, okay. Uh, I'm like, I, don't, I, know, I know from my perspective, I mean, I'm, I've got a little occasional chair over in the corner. It was my husband's grandmother's chair. We recovered it when we moved into this house and never gets sat on. It's just a pretty little chair and it has an embroidered fabric on it sitting in the corner and mm-hmm. it gets pulled in every once in a while. So, I mean, I, I think something like that, you could be 15, 20 years on something like that. As long as you still are liking the fabric. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say you're, you're going to probably want to recover the fabric before the chair goes out. Okay. Just because something new. What about <laughs> your, like an upholstered ottoman that's like you're in place of a coffee table? That will get a lot of, use and wear and tear just with your feet or I mean we spill something on the ottoman daily because a drink <laughs> gets knocked over or, so and you know that it's not it's really just kind of like an upholstered box so it doesn't you know it doesn't have all the the detail or that that you would have in a sofa so you know with those you can get them they're not very expensive so I would say maybe like five or six years then you get it recovered then you get it recovered and 
you just move on. What about like, um, yeah, what about your headboard or your bed or an upholstered bed? I mean, the same. If you use the right fabric, it can last forever. I have some clients that we've done like a lighter headboard on and we've had to recover just because of like your like your general general oils in your body and your hair mm-hmm. products or again a lot depends on fabric choice that you select mine i've had almost 20 years and is totally fine and my client that's had hers for five or six years she's ready to move forward and you know recover and start over with it just <laughs> but, but she likes she still likes the bed frame and yeah. the headboard and everything but it's like it does it gets kind of it gets dingy mm-hmm. a lot so much of this depends on your fabric choice yeah that and how long you stay in love with a right. certain pattern too right i feel mm-hmm. like i usually get tired of something before it gets tired exactly yep yep well i just i, I feel like the fabric is such an important conversation because i often notice especially like with my friends or something that they'll go for that light colored solid and because you know because they have decision um anxiety mm-hmm. and it just doesn't first off it likes not exciting to them so they never really love it and then it doesn't wear all that well so then they just want to replace it and so it's just kind of it's like the fabric should be almost like your number one mm-hmm. concern like for sure that should be your priority in picking out the sofa. The fabric is like- absolutely and a frame, you know, an, an appropriate frame for space. And, and then again, like you were saying, it's like, you probably are going to get sick of that frame before it gets sick of you, you know, before it wears mm-hmm. out. So choosing the right fabric, selecting the right frame, you know, something that's versatile that you can move around your house. Um, because, I mean, this stuff will last forever in the in the right setting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really smart, too, to think about, like, just moving pieces around your house to, as they as they get loved and worn mm-hmm. and and refreshing your house that way. Yep. We just brought up our old chairs. They've been in the basement forever. And we're like, oh, well, we need some more. See, why don't we just move these up? And I mean, everybody's been sitting in them and it's. And it, and it still goes exactly with the, like I bought all the new stuff and it is, I mean, it looks like it was all bought together. So just keeping that consistency throughout your house to be able to move stuff around. Not my red headboard situation. Like that's, (laughs) that's very specific. (laughs) I don't know that and the orange sofa you said you've moved quite a bit. So you're proving otherwise that Mm -hmm. things can definitely move in your house. (laughs) You know, when I first moved to the house we're in now, I'm like, Oh, I want to lighten everything up. And, and I, and I did, and I was like, no, it's just not me. I just need some color. I need, you know, and I think, I think when you, you can always try different things, but if you keep your base pieces neutral ish and then sometimes i sometimes blue can be a neutral but as long as like all your spaces are flowing um then you know there's a lot of flexibility in that and i i mean i change out rugs and pillows and you know drapes drapes you kind of spend the money on and you're you're set with those for a while but um but other little things are just even like a bouquet of flowers to add a little pop of color and i don't know I just like the color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, we've said this before too. If something living in a space always makes it sing. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Here's my last one for our lifespan question. And then Taryn, we can talk more about it because I know it's on your list. Bar stools. Mm-hmm. What about an upholstered bar stool? How long is that going to last you? I'm starting to replace bar stools that I've bought for clients. Like we're kind of on the second, you know, clients that I've had forever. They're like, all right, these are destroyed. We need more. So bar stools don't have such a lifespan, but I have bar stools at my counter that used to be bar height and I got rid of the bar and now they're counter height. So I just cut those same bar stools down and reused them as counter height <gasps> bar stools. Shush. You so just that's- cut the bar stools? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a bold move. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was e- it was either that or I was going to have to buy four new bar st- uh, counter stools. So I was like, all right, we'll just cut you, it and you see what upcycled. happens. You mm-hmm. upcycled. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're they're vinyl, and I just like you said with your dining chairs, you just spray them down. And but these other ones that I'm replacing, they were fabric, and then they were you know it was just a couple, and now they have two kids, and so th- it's. It's definitely worn and aged. And again, quality wise, I think bar stools can get, there's a huge range of pricing for bar stools. So uh, that's, a, you know, that's something you can like, just if you need a filler, you can just go and grab a couple off of some internet website, or you can go to a Ballard and get some that are really good quality and they'll last longer than those that are on another mm-hmm. internet website. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think like the nice thing too, though, about bar stools, even though they wear out, is it's not that much fabric. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, a sofa if you're going to recover it. Like, yeah, it could right. cost the same as a brand new sofa. I mean, maybe not the same quality, but like mm-hmm. it could cost a couple grand. Yeah. Whereas a bar stool, like you probably don't even need a full yard Mm-mm. per stool, depending on, you know, the frame you've got. So buying four yards of fabric is very, very different than buying 20 yards of fabric. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so even though the fabric may only last you like, what, let's say five years. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is that a good number? I think what for would you say? like a fabric. Yes. I think a vinyl will last longer, but if you're mm-hmm. just, if you wanted a fabric, it's just going to get destroyed. I mean, mm-hmm. because, because life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, then you just reupholster what the bar stools that you've already got. Yeah, I mean it's not; so it doesn't require a lot of fabric, and it won't be expensive to recover at your, mm-hmm. you know, local workroom. It's just an easy something they can just knock out very quickly. And it's, it's same with like dining chair seats. You know, it's a lot of those mm-hmm. you can just pop the the seat out and and just send them to the upholstery and get them redone. And that's again not yes. a lot of fabric. Yes, it's called a slip seat. Almost all of our dining chairs have slip seats. So mm-hmm. they might have a couple screws on the bottom, but you just unscrew them. You can reupholster them yourself if you are feeling handy. And um, yeah, it's like a half yard or something for seat yeah. per seat. So mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. inexpensive. Okay. Now, T- Taryn, did you have more questions about bar stools? Mine was... Uh, it- Less about the upholster part, but what are you finding is best to, we're kind of on the wear and tear and talking about dogs and children. So at the same time, I was like, what do you, are you putting in clients' homes with children? And that's almost like a, also them toppling out question. Oh, for bar stools? For bar stools, yeah. Yeah. Or counter stools. 
Yeah, or counterstools. Yeah, it be you will fall. Uh, the kids' children okay. will fall cool. out of. I mean, my son broke his arm on one of our stools. Oh, so. cool. Okay, yeah, cool. So that's, what uh, have, that's what happens. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, so <laughs> hindsight, hindsight. Uh, you know, we had the two fighting on a bar stool, and one fell off and broke his arm. Had there been a back, that probably could have saved the fall. So, I mean, if you do have small children that are like just learning to. You know, you can say no. Yeah, it might be no bar stool, but I was just wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that was a self. Uh, one of my questions I needed answered. Someone help me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and I was wondering too, but I think uh, about the fabric part, and I think you did cover that between talking about doing the back side versus the front side. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and then vinyl or leather. So, I have a question about about leather sofas. So I know we've talked about this a lot here and there on the show, but leather sofas like how do you know when to like give them a rub down of Mm -hmm. some sort of oil and what kind of product do you use on them to kind of make sure that they don't dry out Mm -hmm. or um i i always kind of ask the manufacturer of where i'm getting the leather what products to use um and i've found that like it's a it's a yearly you should just do some conditioning yearly to kind of keep it in, you know, good, like, like new shape. But I mean, I think that, like I said earlier, it's sometimes just the, the time and the distress. I like the distress, you know, but you don't want it to get like so distressed that it's cracking and not working. So I guess it's the, uh, uh, the level. And I think you just kind of know, you're like, oh, this is looking a little, little sad so let's let's do a little conditioning a little treat treatment on it um and then you know i have some clients that have never touched it and it's fine but i wouldn't i wouldn't you know try to just let it go <laughs> okay great okay, turn right. you have a long list what well, we were talking about okay so an upholstered uh so you're doing a rocker in a baby's room what are oh. you putting on there what uh, style are you doing that's a good that? one uh, like a Krypton or a performance. And I, and, and sometimes I like to do like a little fun, you know, dot or something fun, you know, with a little contrast welt or just to make it happy and fun instead of just like a performance white. Um, I mean, I have done just a white, but well, right. I've also Those done are, like a plaid <laughs> or like a yeah. texture. Yeah. Depending on the space, but yeah, I definitely keep it, keep it heavy duty. I had, I had twin, my twins had reflux, both of them. So like, there was a lot of, there was a, <laughs> a lot of movement of like getting them out of the way of the furniture. Yeah. And they were, <laughs> yeah, I know it's so like, true. I had major regrets on my glider fabric. I it was, yeah. Not, not but, always. I know you learn, but it's also like, you yeah. Already... yeah. 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 Learn I from mean, our mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. We can all voice our mistakes and that way other people don't make them. Yeah, I learned <laughs> you know? a lot of just making the own mistakes in my personal house. You know, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. let's not do that. That's a bad idea. I did that and that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, what about uh, custom bedding? So I'm not saying that you shouldn't, again, buy Ballard's wonderful, already pre-stocked for you bedding. Mm-hmm. But say, you know, I do think that sometimes bringing in that upholster, you know, you've done the upholstered chair and now you want to do the, or you have the upholstered headboard and you want to bring in pillows or maybe it's a quilt at the end. What 
do how do you usually do that and like what amount are you doing that special fabric to kind of tie it all together and what's like the best way to make it last I guess uh I typically just go to a ballard and buy uh something that you can wash that you know for the actual bed covering and then I'll Mm -hmm. have custom pillows made to go with that you know so I like just to be able to throw it in the washer you know I mean I do custom bedding with the fabric and it's made and but like day to day on our bed I mean yeah and coffee dogs all of the above and it's just it's easy to just be able to chuck it in the washer and okay it's it's just practical I I, I find myself being more practical you know just <laughs> and also I don't want to like put my clients in a position where they're like oh well and we spill this and <laughs> it's a it, the duvet covers can right. be a, a pain to like deal with but I think long term that's something that I would that I personally replace yearly, you know, just a, mm-hmm. a white, like a white, because it's not a crazy expense and you can keep it like right. fresh and crisp just, mm-hmm. you know, by um, washing and, and then re- okay. redoing. And Am I the only one that feels like it's already feels like a ton of work to like undo your duvet cover, wash that, mm-hmm. wash the quilt, like wash all the, bi- like iron it. That already feels like enough mm-hmm. of a lift. I don't need to add like, special dry clean only stuff mm-hmm. to my I just know, that's why I just I would never do yeah. it. It would yeah. just be yeah. dirty. <laughs> well it's true. I think I, terrible. I only want to deal with pillows because again those I'm not necessarily and then to your point as well, it's like a guest room absolutely. Like that's for presents it's yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. ten times a year max ever. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I I was just wondering what what people are doing. Mm-hmm. What am I doing wrong? I, I <laughs> try. Right. I, I try to push that like something easy, because they, you know, it's not it's not such a huge investment, and you can replace it easy. Versus, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I feel like when I've made custom bedding, it gets like more heavy. You know, it feels like mm-hmm. a heavier weight if you're doing a custom duvet. I don't know. I guess it maybe just it does depend on the fabric, but it. I guess I try to do something that's washable or I don't know. To me, it just makes more sense just to get something pre-made that you can replace in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Are there any mistakes that you've made in terms of upholstery that you feel like that you would like to share? I'm so curious. I well, I mean, again, that that one client that got the white sofas and we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just to, even in your own house, too. I, hindsight, wish maybe that I would have done more of a performance fabric on my sofa, but I did have the backup plan of the slipcover, which is great. I have a, I have a embroidered chair, like I was saying earlier, and it doesn't get sat on very often, but that doesn't mean that I'll come home. My dog's not just sitting on it and digging it up and... Oh, they know. They all going to yeah, town. I swear yeah. they know. They're like, is this, oh, is this the most expensive yeah. piece? Cool. Right yeah. here then. This is the one me? I, this is where I'm living right now. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of what, like looking around my house and like, oh, everything's pretty good shape. Uh, again, it depends on the day-to-day wear and tear. I'm looking at another chair that my dog sits at to look out the window and the the cushion is just like crushed in the middle and it's, you know, covered in dog hair. But I guess 
I, but like, I'm okay with it. It's just because there's nothing I can do about it. Right. Right. You know, well, it makes me feel really good that you were looking around your own home and having these same questions as because as we record, I'm always looking around my yeah. home too and being like, oh, I have a gray sofa and a white sofa in the same room, but it's the land of the misfit furniture. So, yeah. I'm, but like all of, you know, I mean, we make these choices and then we, we live with them. So it's, it's also kind of exciting to think about how we can update. Right. Oh yeah. I, I just love decorating and rethinking rooms. I feel like it's just a constant rotation, but it's something I enjoy. So to your point, it is you, you shuffle a sofa, move a chair, and then you're like, right. wait, if this was in a blank and you change it all over again. <laughs> my, um, my twin girls share a bedroom and they'll be quiet up there for a couple of hours. I'm like, I don't, I don't have any uh-uh. idea what's going on. And you go up there and they've got one bed here and there and they've completely rearranged everything. And, and then they have gotten to where, cause when I do a presentation for my clients, I just do like Google slides and I like cut and paste and make it all look pretty. So now they're sending me their Google slides <gasps> of the new bedding that they want. That's for, adorable. And they oh, that's go awesome. down, yeah, they go to my office and pick out wallpaper and, and then that oh. cha- we haven't executed anything yet because they're wanting to constantly change. So. I mean, yeah, I get it, honestly. Kicking the can it sounds, down the road. <laughs> it sounds like you need to buy the domain name Austin, Austin, and Austin. And then yeah, you can all right. go into a design. <laughs> you can have your own design firm together. I love it. And then, actually, my mother-in-law is also an interior designer. So they're they're just, <laughs> yeah, they're covered up. They're, <laughs> they're already in their little apprenticeship. That's yep. really cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyone have any outstanding questions that they haven't asked and they need to? We don't even have a decorating dilemma. So no. that actually is a great people, you know, we're fresh out of decorating dilemma. So we got okay, some good. Send us your questions yeah. so that we can answer them on a future episode. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You don't have to fully redo a room. You can just ask yeah, a it can be random question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Something simple. So, okay. Well, Hope, thank you so much. Thank yes. you so much. This is fun. Yeah. I'm so you- sorry. It wasn't in person. I know. We, me too. Uh, we will. We are here. Next time. So, yes. yes. And we're close. I'm just right down the road. So I'll just have to pop in and say hello. Yes, please. All right. Thank you well, all so much. Can you tell it before you go? Tell oh. everyone where they can find you, follow you, see your work. <laughs> Hope Austin Interiors LLC.com. My Instagram is Hope Austin INT. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you. That's thank our you show. So much. Yes, thank okay. you. All right. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating!